0: Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS. This is episode 766. We've got a great interview here. We've got, we're going to be talking about PR. About um, doing outreach to traditional media, um, it's something that if you're running your WordPress or your SaaS business, it's definitely you definitely should con- consider. We've got Mickey Kennedy here from eRelease. I'm looking forward to the discussion. It should be great. So, Mickey, could you give us a quick 2036 intro about yourself and eRelease?
0: Sure. So, um, my name's Mickey Kennedy and I founded E-Releases uh a little over 24 years ago and uh Well, you did that when you were 6, so something. What was that?
1: You did that when you were 6 years old.
0: No. I am I am going to be 53 this year, so I've been around a little bit. But uh I I Was working as a uh, employee number three at a telecom research startup and I had a writing background and they said, figure out press releases. So I did and I got really good at it, got a lot of media pickup and decided I wanted to start a business where I was like a matchmaker. I would reach out to journalists and say, can I send you these press releases via email? They would say yes. Twenty-five years ago, twenty-six years ago, when I was reaching out to them, and uh, just started sending out releases for clients over the years. uh, PR Newswire uh, reached out to us and said, "We like what you're doing. We'd love for you to be able to send your releases to us." And I pointed out that they charge twelve to fifteen hundred dollars to move a press release, and my clients were just paying a couple hundred dollars at the time. But uh, we made the you know the the economics of it work, and so people who use us get a national distribution over the wire. Being, you know, two-thirds less than if they went directly to the wire.
1: That's great. And I've got my great co-host, Kurt. Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers?
2: Sure thing. Uh, my name is Kurt Von Oen. I own an agency called Manana No Mas. Uh, we consult with businesses and help them with their learning and membership websites.
1: And like I say, we're going to be discussing all things about modern PR outreach, how to promote your business. It's really important stuff. It should be a great discussion but before we go into the main meat and potatoes of this great interview i've got a couple of key messages from our major sponsors we will be back in a few moments folks
0: are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging sensei lms by automatic is the original wordpress solution for creating and selling online courses sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any wordpress page or post for example Interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WP Tonic, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today.
1: Hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood here, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that's Zolo.com. If you got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality, and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform. They've got over 50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with WordPress at great value levels. And they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well. So it's just amazing value. Also, if you're a WordPress developer or agency owner, Zolo are looking for great partnerships in the WordPress space. To get all this information, all you have to do, folks, is just go over to zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Zolo, for supporting WP Tonic and the Machine Membership Shows. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out that we've got some great special offers from our major sponsors, plus a curated list of the best WordPress plugins. So you don't have to troll the internet to find the best solution for your project. You can find all these goodies by going over to wptonic slash deals, wptonic slash deals, and you find all the goodies there. What more could you ask for? Um, so, Mickey. Uh, you know, it's a changing landscape you now. We've got AI, uh, we've got all sorts of things going. So um, what do you think are one or two things that people are not understanding around the whole thing, around PR and uh, what the Pacifics mm-hmm. element that you do with e-release? So are there one or two key things, misunderstandings, that you think they're not? your clientele in general don't understand before you educate them.
0: Sure. I think the the biggest thing is a lot of people feel like I'm just a small business. Why would I matter to the media? And, um, you know, they, they just feel like no one would be interested in us or our story. And what they don't realize is that journalists don't like to profile the large, well-funded companies, you know, they don't love writing articles about Google and, and Facebook and uh, Apple, but they do because they have to. But you know, they really prefer being seen as curators, where they put the spotlight on a small, undiscovered uh, company. Or, you know someone's created a new plugin that saw something uh, but you know the people behind it is just a couple of guys in their house. That's no problem with the media. The media loves to um, you know put the spotlight on startups and entrepreneurs. And so uh, you might really be discounting yourself uh, if you feel that the media just wouldn't be interested in you. And the second thing is that um, maybe what you're thinking right now, there's nothing newsworthy about your business but if you put that through a different lens um and you know run through a list uh, an audit you might be able to flesh out some ideas and in some cases you can actually even make the news by doing a survey or study within your industry um Creating a link through SurveyMonkey, it really doesn't take much time. You want to have really good questions. You know, ask questions that are really relevant today. You know, if stuff's going on in your industry, like you know, are are people you know doing layoffs? Or, you know, ask how their hiring is going, or are they struggling to you know have to let people go? What's their marketing dollars look like over the next two quarters? Are they going to spend less? You know, things like that could be really interesting in a survey. Um, you send it to uh, Uh, members uh, in your industry and a lot of people get tripped up over that but in every industry there are dozens if not hundreds of small and independent trade associations ask them to send the link for you Uh, most of them will do it especially if you say I'll include you in the press release I'll be issuing over the wire because the small and independent trade associations don't get a lot of media attention at all and if they can get a line to some uh, media pickup then you know they see it as a win-win and uh, you know Look at the survey that you did. I recommend 16 questions, four questions on each page of the survey monkey. So if they stop halfway, you still have eight responses and uh, figure out what was the biggest aha moments? You know, what were the biggest surprises in that survey? You don't want to cover all 16 questions in a press release, but you want to talk about maybe two to four that were really relevant and interesting and intriguing. And you're going to put quotes in there about why you feel the survey skewed this particular way. And that makes you stand out as an expert in your industry. Uh, and, you know, that that that's a really cool way to get media attention. Most of the time my clients get between eight and fourteen articles in their industry uh, when they do a survey or study type press release.
1: Wow, Wiki. Wow, Wiki, I think you get a top star. You provided excellent value. <laughs> You've you just got I hope you're happy, listeners of viewers. You've just got You've Got some real meat there. Uh, um, over to you, Kurt.
2: Well, I don't know how to follow up with that because Mickey's already provided the value up front. We could just close down the show, yeah. We yeah. Want to
1: um, there. I think that was worth the interview. Really. <laughs> right.
2: I, I just, you know, in my way back machine, I was in my former life an, an editor in chief of a magazine, and I remember the struggle of coming up with content and, and people would say, Oh, why should I submit something? Why should I submit something? And I was on the other end of that, you know, teeter totter saying I need some content if I'm going to keep putting out this, this, you know, this magazine. Um, so I see the value for it, but but what do you think are some insights that people have, you know, for getting involved in PR at the very start? Like, like I understand we're going to encourage them or you could do a survey or come up with ideas or stuff, but it's like, how do you encourage them to just jump in and, and make it
0: happen? I, I, that's that's really difficult because what happens a lot of times is people you know hear about PR or press releases they're intrigued but they never sort of commit to it and uh, what what you know one of the strange things in my business has been uh, you know I started before the dot com crash and we grew through the dot com crash. We grew through uh, the 2008-2009 recession, um, and uh, our best years were pandemic years. And so when people are having to watch their dollars and put a lot of their marketing on hold, especially paid advertising, maybe it seems like they then make the time to explore PR and say, okay, I've, I've, I've had this On my to-do list. It's very affordable. Let me give it a try and try to figure out how it works. And so um, it is one of those things that it just takes someone to spend a little bit of time and effort uh, to explore the different types of press releases that they potentially could be doing and uh, putting together a PR campaign and, you know, staying on track to do four to six releases initially, um, you know, and whether that's over a year or a year and a half or whether you do it in six months, it's just a matter of staying on track and continuing to do that, learning as you go, determining what press releases didn't engage with the media and uh, testing other different types of uh, press releases and seeing what what will stick.
2: Yeah. As a follow-up question to that, Mickey, and it just occurred to me, so I apologize if I go long, Jonathan, <laughs> but... um. It just occurred to me, some people listening to this might not understand the difference Because some people might think they put out a blog post with information in it, and that's their press release. So, can you explain the difference between what some people might think a press release is, and then what your definition of a press release is? That put the rest of the show in context.
0: Sure. So, uh, a press release can be very similar to a blog post, and uh, you know, a lot of our customers who don't have news newsrooms on their site, I do advise them to go ahead and put the press release on their blog post. It doesn't hurt. It's great content. It's got a lot of keywords and stuff. But basically it's written for the media and uh, you uh, are going to be writing it in the third person, talking about your company in the third person and, um, you are given the opportunity to have a quote or two in there where you can use first person. Um, and, and I do recommend that because a, a good quote can really ensure that uh, an article is written about you. Uh, because if you have an amazing quote, a journalist can build the story around it. And, uh, so, you know, do not discount the value of a, of an amazing quote. And by amazing quote, I mean something that can't easily be paraphrased. So, uh, so many quotes are written with just safe little words that, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't give the journalist an advantage to include it as a quote rather than just paraphrase it themselves. So, um, you really want to spend a little bit of time and effort there. Um, there's usually a boilerplate at the bottom uh, of the press release. It's usually top down, the most important information first, uh, amazing headline, uh, opening sentence. You really want to grab their attention, uh, because these things go on the wire and they're streamed headline first, you want to have it so that it's, um, informative and really cuts to what's newsworthy so that they can click on the, the, the headline and drill down and read more information. And so I, I tell everybody, your first sentence job is to get people to read the next sentence. And the second sentence job is to get them to read the third sentence. And so, you know, journalists are, are skimmers by nature. So you really want to have all of that Uh, information front and center, not a lot of fluff. Um, it's not elevated writing. You don't need to be a writer to do this. It's, you know, usually written at a sixth grade, eighth grade level. Um, you know, uh, if you're writing, in your audience is journalists who understand a lot of, um, you know, jargon, it's okay to include jargon, but if you're trying to reach you know, like newspapers and other people where it's less jargon oriented, uh, you know, align your goals accordingly and, you know, don't have a lot of jargon and, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, it, 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 it really can be, uh, you know, very similar to a blog post. But, uh, you know, the difference when you send it out is there's usually a media contact at the bottom uh, that has the person's name that the journalist can contact as well as an email and phone number. Excellent, excellent. Jonathan, over to you, sir.
1: Yeah, kind of a kind of follow-through question. Is it, I, I would have, I'm only surmising this, Mickey, but um, you're the expert. Is there kind of a bit of overlap between this and getting your story, if you're a startup, or if we got a lot of WordPress plugin developer, developer types, SaaS, Bootstrap SaaS types that listen to this podcast. So, is there a lot of like getting um, your story in like TechCrunch or getting um, there's, there's about half a dozen plugin review sites? that dominate the WordPress professional world. Um, is it, you know, doing this press release, is there overlap with these particular type of websites that I've outlined as well?
0: Definitely. I mean, there are probably WordPress-specific sites and blogs and things like that. And in those cases, if you're really wanting to speak just to that audience It's probably small, probably, you know, there's probably like a dozen that are on your wish list that I'd love to have an article or a mention. And it might be better to network, get an email address or a contact at those places and put your pitch or your press release directly uh, in their hands and, you know, introduction who you are, what you're about. Um, But if you're also looking at a broader audience where, like, there's a lot of applications in the business world to use your plugin that there that opens up way too many publications that you could reach out to directly and but these are great opportunities and that's where I think a press release over a, a newswire would would do really well because you're exposed to you know much more than just the the WordPress specific blogs and and publications and those that um, you know might be aligned to business tools uh, business resources um you know um you know SaaS offerings that people have that they can utilize for their websites and things like that, and you know that 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 abil- ability to leverage beyond a very niche uh, focus can can you know really open you up with a, a wire.
1: So, so um, know, we're getting over COVID. You know, the past three years to say they've been slightly disruptive and. Different would be the understatement. So have there been any trends or anything in the past two to three years Any that you've noticed that slightly changing the landscape or has it fundamentally been the same for a period of time?
0: Well, there's always changes. Like when I started, uh, we started to see blogs appear for the first time. And uh, there were blogs that had more traffic. And more followers than trade publications in industries, and uh, they had to fight to get uh, journalists access to the wire. Um, and you know the wire is public, so anyone can see it. But to get journalists access and and drill down by industry or segment and be able to set uh, parameters, like I want releases that mention they're in this. Uh, industry, and they also mentioned this topic o- or exclude press releases that mention this topic. You can really create a customized feed with that journalist access and the wire and It took a while for the news uh, wires to start accepting blogs uh, as as you know uh, media uh, that the, the big change i 've seen is social media has become front and center and the, the the news wires have widely accepted influencers and media from all types. There are Instagram influencers that have um, newswire journalist access uh, because they represent a large part, especially in fashion. Fashion is very Instagram forward, and there's a lot of Instagram influencers that don't have a website, uh, but they have a huge following, and they're recognized as, as media to the newswire. So that landscape is, is definitely changing, and, and they're so much more accepting uh, of the fact that media is, is is changing considerably. You know, where we get our attention, uh, where we get our news, where we uh, want to explore and be entertained and delighted is is, is moving all around. And so um, that, that is really fun to watch that. I also think that there's a progression towards video as content. And I don't think we're there yet with a video press release, but I do think that there, you know, five to 10 years, you know, a lot of press releases probably will be more video forward, um, where now it's just additional collateral to your press release to have, have a, a video
1: that's fantastic I think we're going for our middle break I have really enjoyed the conversation Mickey's really given yeah. some excellent value in this interview so far we will be back in a few moments folks
2: hey it's Ben from launchflows.com if you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress then look no further than launchflows In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one click checkouts, one time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today.
0: This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code podcast 20 that's podcast two zero enjoy the rest of your show
1: we're coming back folks Just want to point out, if you're looking for a great WordPress hosting and support partner, why don't you look at WP Tonic? We've got over 15 years' experience in building out a membership and community-focused websites. So if you've got a major project and you're looking for a technical partner, plus a great hosting partner, why don't you go over to Partners? WPtonic slash partners and have a look at the packages we offer and we'd love to have a
2: chat with you. So over to you, Kurt. Mickey, I was trying to think about some of the, the PR work that I've done in the past and usually it's attached to a website or a project, right? And so I can remember submitting the press release and then getting that out and then doing a Google search to figure out who picked up the press release And if there's a better way to do that, I don't know what that is, but figuring out who actually used the press release and then take whoever used that press release and link it to an email campaign to show that third party edification to our existing mail list. That's kind of like this cycle that I had done. Um, what crucial things do you think that people need to understand in 2023 to have an effective PR outreach? Like, is there a, can you think of like some best practices
0: that need to be in place to make sure they optimize the result. Right. So I think, uh, as you talked about Google search, uh, that's what I recommend to my customers, both a Google News search and a Google Web search. There are news sites that ask to be excluded from Google News, but they also do, they do show up in Google Web. So it's, it's really strange, but you, you kind of have to do both of those one of the things that i've learned is you can actually do advanced search um and set the parameters of the day that you issued the press release to now so you're only looking at uh websites that uh, include your company name since that period so it makes it easier to search both the news and and the web search um as far as like you know best practices it sounds like you were doing a really great job because so many of my customers will get a little bit of media attention and not know what to do with it and i'm like screenshot that take the link share it with your social media uh, share it with your uh, email list of, of customers share it with leads um, you know customers are always considering should I be rethinking about my vendors and who I work with and if they see you in some national news or something within your industry they're going to feel like I'm with the right person I have the right partner you know they're 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 on point they're in this Publication. There's been this uh, sort of social proof or third party corroboration that they know what they're doing and and you know they're they're a great outfit. Um, the same thing applies with uh, leads. Um, you know there are always leads that are on the fence about who they want to work with and who they're going to choose. And seeing an article uh, that includes you in it is really a, a great. Uh, you know, implied endorsement uh, and and boost your credibility so that they're more likely to tip over. And and use you as opposed to someone else, and so you know that's some of the most valuable parts of 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 media that people don't take attention or pay attention to. They think about just new customers they get from articles and things like that, and that does happen. But you can also take that and use that as your sales collateral, and you know really put yourself out there and expose that to people and get uh, the benefits of that implied endorsement, that third party corroboration um, by, by by sharing that.
2: Yeah, I feel like I feel like when I was doing this in the 90s, you'd put something out and it would just get sucked up. And then even in the 2000s, you would put something on Twitter, you would grow a Twitter account for a customer and next thing you know there's 80,000 followers. Like it just seemed it just seemed easier. And now it sure. seems like there's more competition for that attention, that 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 currency that people that like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk would talk about. Is there right. yeah, are there any easy buttons or or top secret things?
0: Uh, any features that you can click on or buy that that get you that that tiered access? Not really. Uh, I think you're fighting a lot of algorithms that really try to you know minimize what what the exposure you get. So like if you post on Twitter, uh, fewer fewer people that even follow you will see it than before. And Facebook you know, is doing the same. All the algorithms are, are, are changing so that uh, it is very competitive and harder to get uh, attention. So uh, I, I suspect it's going to continue to get harder. But I think that the more places that you get yourself and expose yourself to, I mean, uh, when you get... Uh, mentioned in an article in the New York Times, and if you're lucky enough to get a link, which I've managed to get one customer a link in a New York Times article, even though their policy is not to link out, um, you know when you get that, that really boosts your SEO. It really sends a signal um, of, of authority to you, um, and I, I think that all you all you can really do is just play the game. Uh, You know, take advantage of all the social media places, you know, try to have uh, a presence everywhere and people naturally will find you where they are comfortable and then just, you know, share through all of these different outlets and not really put all your eggs in one basket. Nice. Thank you, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, kind of um, it's not on our list of questions, but I thought I'd ask this because you've probably been thinking about it yourself is. How do you see AI, AI affecting the whole world of articles and outreach? And right. now you've got, you've got a lot of experience in this business. So you, you must have been thinking about it. I've, I've got such mixed feelings about it, Mickey.
0: <laughs> I do too. Uh, when it comes to content uh, on my website, I don't want AI content on it because, uh, you know, uh, I, I've done some tests and there's, free websites that'll determine and grade your content, how human it is. And the AI content grades very poorly. I had one 8% human, one 12% human that we had generated through AI. It was a blog post that we were testing how good it would be to create a blog post. I felt the article was pretty good. And I felt like the, the it, from a blog post standpoint, it was good content. But I don't want that content on my website because I know Google is smarter than a free website and they could probably more easily, readily determine this is AI content. And I know that Google has always been about giving their customers the best experience and they try to avoid manipulated links and things that are done through Computer intelligence, and so when it comes to that, I'm I'm against it. But um, a press release is different because you're writing a press release for the media that will be transformed into an original article. So I actually believe that having AI write your press release is not a bad idea. Um, I think that having the AI generate the idea for the press release is where you could go wrong. Uh, I find that you really have to have that human spark of creativity and trying to leverage what could be really compelling uh, press release idea really comes you know, best from humans. I, I've played around with ideas for press releases with AI, and I've been very disappointed. But the actual press release that it generates, I haven't been disappointed. I thought it's done a really good job. I usually, you know, uh, use prompts that are paragraph specific rather than write an entire press release, because that way you can really focus on what I want the first paragraph to accomplish, what I want the second paragraph to accomplish. But I think when prompted correctly, uh, A.I does a really great job. And I don't see a, a penalty coming from that unless it doesn't read well. And I've found that, you know, chat GPT 4.0 specifically reads pretty, pretty darn well. And I don't think you're going to get tripped up. And if that gets more people doing press releases, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, it, it really is uh, one of those things that I, I find interesting. Uh, but I, I'm not sure you know, outside of those parameters, how how wide AI should go. I know that there are people who are creating entire campaigns, uh, you know, the copy on their websites, AI generated, uh, the emails that are sending out are uh, AI generated. And I think that that's a really cool concept. And if that gets you to market fast and you can get, you know, like an affiliate base or someone to promote you and you're not relying on SEO, I think that that can work. Um, but if you are, you know, looking at uh, building an asset that you want to last over time, I think having that content on your website could, you know, hurt you long term with the, you know, uh, Google and other people ranking those pages.
1: Yeah, they have been. I I totally agree with some of the things you've said because Google's been really coy about how they're going to be dealing with uh, AI generated content. Um, they've been to say they've been giving mixed messages on that particular topic. So I've been experimenting. I think, I think you've got a very common sense stance there. And um I think, you know, my observation is you really got to read it well and you've got to check everything. If you're not, if you're not, Deep, deeply knowledgeable. You're going to have to spend time researching because it gets a lot of stuff wrong, yes. um, um, and really basic stuff it gets wrong. You know, it. it um, and what I found with it is it gets it gets a fair bit, and then suddenly it gets really fundamental stuff totally wrong. And you're surprised, but I'm not surprised anymore. So I think just slapping it on and just sending it out, you, you, that's where probably Google's gonna hit you because it is wrong, isn't it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, you would agree with that? Over to you, Kurt.
2: I was thinking about uh, the next question and it was asking about online influencers and how that may have changed the modern PR outreach. And I, and I think you kind of touched on that a little already, Mickey.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but I'm just curious, in this world where influencers and all of these other things are taking our attention, um, is, there a, is there like a best practice or a best way to get influ- influencers more involved maybe in the PR process, or maybe like leverage that in a more creative way to, to have them bring more skin to the game?
0: Yes, I, I have seen campaigns where, uh, you know, they are really trying to outreach uh, influencers, particularly TikTok, Instagram, uh, you know, with, with engaging with followers. And I think that that's great. I think that, you know, uh, as part of a campaign you know focusing on them it gets tricky into paid sponsorship because uh, it seems like so many people feel that's just easy let's just rather than try to you know network facilitate show what we're doing is really cool and have them organically promote us or sh- talk about us uh, is one approach and i think that a lot of people just like to cut through and just do the paid placements the thing about it is i think that you know there usually is the the paid partnership you know, mention, uh, I think people see that. I think people see it for what it is because generally they read like cold pitches. And I, I think that, uh, I, I, I know I follow one guy who each week covers what's new in the fast food arena that week and what's new with snacks. And, uh, he relies on press releases and images from press releases for a lot of the new snacks and things like that, as well as, uh, some of the, uh, fast food as well. And, uh, you know, none of that's paid. It's 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 organic, and I think that it the the content feels like it is, and it makes us like, oh, you know, there's a Spider Man whopper now. Maybe I should go check that out. Where if it was just a paid. You know, here's this whopper, you know, let's focus on it and it's paid sponsorship. You know, it would, it would be unnatural and come across in a way that I wouldn't want to go out and, you know, give it a try. So I think you just have to be careful. Um, I know it's easier to just reach out and, and pay someone. Um, uh, but you know, you can naturally. Organically get stuff in front of people that will excite them and that they'll want to share with uh, their audience. And if you can sort of, you know, balance that on a, you know, also doing a PR campaign and also reaching out directly, I think it it could be a really great win win.
2: Yeah. I was thinking specifically of a campaign I remember from the Ford Motor Company where they were releasing a new model and they had the PR release for the new model, but then they also asked influencers to like take the car and take it on a trip somewhere and then report about and then there were all these follow-up press releases from those influencers. And I thought, well, that's cool because it's, it's blending those two worlds together in a way that really, I thought puts, you know, skin in the game, you know, was kind of the way I looked at that. Like, yeah, you got paid and you got a free car, but you actually had to do some work with it too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan.
1: Yeah. I think it was really fascinating what you're saying there, Mickey. I think, I think it's, it's another area where you're going to have to utilize common sense, which, there isn't a lot out there, is there? Uh, by observation, um, like you know, a lot of influencers in the crypto um, currency got in, have got into a lot of hot water. You know, they were financial influencers, and a lot of them have been sued, aren't they? Even as we speak, um, I think as long as you you know tell people that you're being sponsored. They didn't. They, 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 they were pushing stuff and they weren't making very clear that they were being sponsored, were they, Mickey?
0: No, they weren't. Um, I, I know that there's tags in, for example, TikTok that says paid sponsorship or, or something like that. And, uh, I, I, I can tell when, I'm being pitched and that's not appearing there because it feels inauthentic. It doesn't seem natural the way they're talking about the product. It's all just you know marketing and hype and things like that. So I I I think that there is uh, something where uh, when we see paid sponsor or advertiser or something like that, our you know we 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 get protective and we are like we we get distanced and I think that that's why You know, a a good landing page for a company might be 5%. uh, But uh, I I have customers who say that uh, this article, you know, we had 400 visitors from it and 300 orders. Does that seem right? 75% conversion rate? And I'm like, it can be. Because when someone reads an article about someone and they just want to do business with you, they'll just you know, click through and want to buy. They're, they're very often not in shopping mode where they're going to compare you with other products or services out there. They've read this, they've got the goodwill, and, and now they're moving on. And as I also point out is, we don't know how many people read the original article and didn't click through. They weren't engaged enough to want to click through and find out more. Um, but you know, that is one of the cool things that happens with earned media where the conversion rate of these pages, uh, can be substantially different than, you know, a a paid landing page. And I think it's because an article is, you know, it's, it's just got that third party endorsement, you know, that's written by an objective person and they're, what they're saying, they weren't paid for. Uh, they weren't prompted and what they're going to focus on may not be what you as the marketer would want to focus on. Uh, but you know, it, it, it is what it is, but it can also can be very valuable. I've actually had a couple of clients who were so intrigued with what was happening with the articles that they sent paid traffic to the article. And, you know, the important thing here is they can't retarget to those people because unless they click back to, you know, click through to their website. But they, 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 they tested it and, and they found that in some cases it worked really well for a period of time to just send paid traffic to a, a third party site that they had no connection to.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so a fun question. So um, obviously I'm English. I live in America, though. Um, someone was a big fan of Doctor Who and the Tardis. So, if you had your own time machine, you could go back to the beginning, first part of your career. Is there any one or two things you wish you could tell yourself? Um, don't go on the, don't go on English English run web um, podcast to be great. No. I don't know.
0: So, I think the biggest thing would be to learn to delegate and trust uh, employees more. Uh, Sooner, Uh, I was really bad about micromanaging, wanting every conversation that every employee had to be scripted, as I would say it. And you just can't do that. Uh, And at a certain point, I I sort of just walked away from the day to day operations and went back to focus on education for my clients and marketing uh, for for the business. And that was really good; freed me up from the day to day grind, so that I could. Grow the business substantially more than we were doing, and I think that doing that sooner would have really helped me and helped the business as well. But I, I am glad I eventually learned uh, to sort of fire myself from the day-to-day operations.
1: That's fantastic. Over to you, Kurt.
0: Well, the follow-up to that is, um,
2: what are any kind of like online resources or books or something like that that you can recommend to
0: our listeners? kind of right. help guide them along their growth sure so uh, if you're looking to learn more about uh, press releases uh, ereleasescom is our website uh, we have a lot of free resources there a couple of um, ebooks that are available uh, uh, we also I have a free, Uh, mastermind, video masterminds, less than an hour long, and it goes through strategic types of press releases that do get media attention. And I always tell people, consider this an audit. It's an hour long video, uh, you know run it through the lens of your business and jot down ideas that come naturally because these will be ideas that are more strategic and more likely to uh, get media attention if you do a PR campaign. And that's available at ereleases.com slash plan, P-L-A-N. And there's also a link in our footer at ereleases.com to it as well.
1: Fantastic. Cool. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Mickey, you've been a fabulous guest. Actually, you're given a lot of value, actually. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. If you want to support the show, folks, just share it on your social media, whatever your poison is and just Twitter or Facebook, whatever, and tell, tell your tribe about the podcast. We're growing. We're seeing, am getting a lot of good feedback. Um, we're having some great interviews. I really enjoyed this one. We will be um, back next week with another great interview. We'll see you soon, folks.
0: Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.